This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff, and I'm joined today by Martin Cunningham from Pro CFO Partners. Martin, it's great to meet you. It's great to have you on the show uh, where we talk about what is it that we need to do to create the next version of our companies, of our quarter, of ourselves, of our goals, of our strategies? And one of the things that I think is is uh, pretty key to that is the temporal space that we live in in organizations. So what are we doing uh, annually or every three or five years as we chart goals? And then what are we doing quarterly or, or, or biannually? And then what are we doing monthly? And I think that's something that I want to dig in with you today a little bit is what should I be doing kind of at the end of each month to both make sure that my business is on point, that I know how my business is running, but also that I am in some way moving towards the milestones that I've set organizationally for the future. So let's talk about that just a little bit. Tell me your perspective on kind of what makes an ideal uh, closing out the month. Uh, if I'm in a mid or maybe of a small market uh, organization or even a larger kind of enterprise space, what are some of the things that I should be thinking about? Sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me and thanks for this opportunity, Chris. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, for most uh, finance professionals, uh, especially those that get kind of into the weeds of um, preparing financial statements and, and communicating to um, you know the owners and the executive team. Um, presenting financial information is important, but kind of how do you get there? And uh, you know the, the process for which um, you know we prepare the numbers, refine the numbers, make sure that they're uh, sanitized and reviewed and analyzed in anticipation of preparing that income statement, that balance sheet to uh, president, CEO, board of directors, um, really is what the monthly close process is all about. Um, so every month there's kind of a cadence to it. You know, certain business days require certain activities, and uh, you know some of the activities that we try and um, complete and execute, and refine and analyze. Uh, you know, really include looking at the bank statements and looking at kind of where the income's coming from, what the expenses look like, um, what cash looks like coming in and going out with your receivables and payables, uh, having a pulse on your inventory levels, uh, your capital spending. Um, you know, some accounting adjustments relating to, you know, prepayments and accruals, uh, looking at the uh, ledger, and then ultimately creating your income statement and balance sheet. Um, you know, th this helps us understand, uh, you know, where we're at, what, what the snapshot looks like, and, uh, you know, kind of how to um, frame the conversation with, with that team. Why is it important that I do this monthly? Can I skip? Can I do this every other month? Can I do this every quarter, every three months? Is monthly a, a magic sort of, uh, I don't know, sensibility for me to have in my organization? Should I be doing it more often? What do you think? Um, you, when you look at uh, weekly cash forecasts, that might be something, as I said, weekly. Um, you know, it, it really depends on the industry and depends on the company. Um, you know, I think that, you know, really from almost almost mid-size, I'd say even the larger small cap companies probably should do it monthly and, and going forward. Um, the smaller ones probably can get away with doing it quarterly, um, as I've seen both. Um, the reason you want to do it monthly is because you, uh, especially those that are publicly traded, 
you want to have an eye towards that quarterly filing and that quarterly uh, earnings release. Uh, and you, the last thing you really want to do is blindside not only your leadership team, but any signaling um, to the investment community. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because we're in, as you and I are recording this, we've got inflationary concerns. Oh, yes. You know, all kinds of stuff. And there are organizations out there that are, and I'm thinking about the crypto space, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> you can talk about that a little bit too. Yeah, there's organizations that are suddenly saying, uh, hey, wait, we've got to do this, or we're going to pause this, or we're not going to make uh, these changes or adjustments. And to the world, especially publicly traded companies, they seem really abrupt. Um, organizationally, do they are, are they that abrupt? Or, or uh, I don't know, is that a signal that maybe there's something... Uh, unhealthy in the way that they're managing their reporting or the way that they're receiving information? Are they as blindsided as it seems sometimes? Or uh, Well, I certainly hope not. <laughs> that would be a, a bigger problem. Um, but I think at the end of the day, what needs to happen is a marriage of the macroeconomic data versus the company-specific data. And that's where the monthly process kind of uh, becomes more and more critical, especially in today's economy where it is especially volatile given the inflationary pressures, the energy costs, you're looking at supply chain issues and some of the other challenges that companies face that really, at least to this scale, hasn't been seen in 40 plus years. So, um, you know, I think that as a, an executive level professional as I am, um, the one thing that I want to see is how the company is performing under that stress or under that duress compared to what I understand based on the macroeconomic reports that I that I research, um, and how in turn I can forecast that out and try and signal where I think the company is going to land at least within a reasonable range um, with respect to income and and where where the cash flow is and and some of the other leverage. Uh, leveraged items and, and KPIs that that we measure our company against. We've talked about this uh, to some extent here uh, on Create the Next, which is um, who's your audience for these reports. And what I hear you saying is is you're making good points around. Look, if it's investors, they want to see one thing. If it's the media, uh, they want to see one thing. But if it's the executives, if it's the C-suite, if it's um, the supply chain management, everybody's got. It's going to be all the above, right? So you have to create customized reporting for each of those audiences because they're going to want to look at things differently. They're going to want, going to, want to create different types of assumptions. Um, and other, other factors are, or I should say some factors are more important to certain audiences than others. As we create operational reporting, having a pulse on the cost and how uh, materials and freight costs uh, flow their way through the system and how the inflationary issues are, are challenging, um, might be a little bit more important in terms of highlighting and, and putting a spotlight on it, where it might be just part of the story, the bigger picture when you're talking to the investment community. So it's all about context and making sure that you're putting those uh, decision makers and those users of your, doc, of your documents in the right position and telling the right story, an objective story, a conservative story. Um, so, so that they're in a position to make good, solid, uh, informed decisions. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. 
Pro-CFO partners are expert financial officers, networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro-CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC Financial Flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Part of what I hear you saying is almost advice to the CFO to make sure that you are whoever you are in the organization. And even if you're wearing the hat of the CFO, that you are preparing and representing this in the right way. Talk to me just a little bit about that. What should I be leaning on my CFO to make happen every month for my monthly close? What I'm thinking is, here's a pile of reports. Good job, guys. I'll see you next month. <laughs> I think that happens too often in organizations. I wonder. What yeah. And, and I honestly, I mean, you know, being a, a chief financial officer is probably no different in philosophy than it is being any other position in the organization. You're going to have some really good ones. You're going to have some ones that really struggle and you're going to have a majority of them in the bell curve that are, that are average. And I think what separates the, the, the excellent from, from the others really is the ability to get your, get their mind around the information um, and be able to use that information in an actionable way and develop a strategy and a vision for the organization to carry out using that information. Um, so very good. We, we love talking about inflation. So that seems to be a, pre- a prevalent theme, not just in our conversation, but in what's going on in business and uh, on Main Street as well with, uh, with you know, a kitchen table related topic with gas prices and so forth. So um, looking at that in particular, it's important to understand in that context what what the information is telling us, so that we can develop a strategy to combat that. Um, whether it's reducing costs or or moving around the supply chain to alleviate some of those pressures. Um, without good information, I would say that 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 information that that those decisions aren't aren't that good, you know, because of the input. Um, I would say to answer your question very directly as to what the role of the chief financial officer is, it's to make sure that those those documents, the the uh, income statement, uh, balance sheet, and cash flow statement, all present good information, quality information, informative information um, that that can be used and where information and decisions can be derived from. And then, should I be leaning on you to help me understand it? Here's, here's absolutely recommending. If if I don't have my mind around it and I can't uh, provide um, clean information in those financial statements, then I can't speak intelligently to them. So I'm going to flip that all the way around and say, if I'm doing my job, I'm I'm producing clean financial statements with good information, and I understand it well enough that I can speak intelligently to it. It's so important. It's so important to be able to do more than just uh, hey, here's the here's the spreadsheet, but to be able to look to uh, my my professional my my compliment to say and here's what it means and here's what I think we should do and here's the danger that I see that's four months out that isn't on this report but I can I can feel it coming and let's talk about these things I think that that level of acumen is really essential talk to me a little bit I love I love for our listeners to get really tactical kind of practical actionable insight whenever we can uh-huh. do you have uh a recipe for success. What are some steps that I should be following every single month for my clothes? Like, how do I know that I'm getting it right? Or what are the things I should be doing both so that I can sort of 
um, you know, self-compare. Oh yeah, I'm doing those things or, oh, hey, I hadn't thought of that. Or if I'm a little bit flat-footed here, great. This is how I can get started. Do you have some, some advice? I do. Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, so I'm starting to show my gray hair and my, my experience. Um, you know, I've, I've developed kind of a cadence and a, and a 10 step process, um, that ultimately, uh, has proven successful just as a repeatable process. And if you do these things and you dive into these things, um, you should be able to capture 99.9% of what's going on. That doesn't mean that there isn't a pandemic in the future that could blindside us or, or uh, a future uh, you know, inflation spike or even the opposite if we had deflation, which was a risk a number of years ago. Um, but those 10 steps uh, you know, aren't, aren't really complicated. You try and make it simple because um, you want your team to be able to absorb it, do it, and, uh, and, and kind of move on from it. And those 10 steps really start out with uh, income and expenses and making sure that they're all recorded properly. Um, you know, without that, your income statement really isn't, isn't worthwhile or meaningful. Um, the second step relates to cash, and that's making sure that you have good deadlines and good um, stopping points on your collections and your payables in terms of cutting checks and, and, and uh, applying them. Um, you know, the, that creates a good cutoff, which ultimately leads to uh, recognition of revenue and, and expenses and, and accruals. Um, the third one is looking at your cash position. Um, and reconciling your bank statement, uh, making sure everything is balanced, um, which co coincides with reviewing petty cash. And then the fifth step, which is quite important, is uh, looking at inventory, making sure the count's proper, the, the uh, uh, costing is properly uh, entered into the system. Uh, as you know, one decimal place uh, can mean a lot in terms of how your cost looks. And, and you know, with uh, with some cases, it's to the fourth decimal place or something like that. So, I mean, it, it can get very precise in that area. Um, looking at your capital spending and your fixed assets, making sure your depreciation is accurately recorded. Uh, and then looking at your accruals, prepaids, it's number seven. Um, then you finally prepare your financial statements. And that's, the, that's also important to note is that the, the preparation of the financial statements is really in the latter stage of the process because you want to have everything put into it before you start taking a look at it. Um, so everything needs to be refined first. And then you do a review, um, you know, looking for any anomalies uh, to either talk to or if any adjustments need to uh, be made. And then you start preparing your talking points. And, and for me, it would be the, uh, the, the slide presentation to uh, the executive team and the board of directors. I love. Um how succinct that is, but I also love how it opens the door for uh, action. So in each one of those, if you're seeing something uh, that requires more study, what I'm hearing you say is, you know, keep an eye on these things. And as your talking points start to develop, that's also maybe where some strategic guidance, maybe we need some new banking relationships. Maybe we need to manage our debt differently. Maybe we need to be renegotiating some of our vendor or supplier uh, things. All these things come from uh, what for you, is, as you pointed out, is a simple process, but it leads to uh, potentially more complex um, and contextual conversations. And I think that that's a really great sort of scaffolding for us to have rather than just knee-jerk reaction or wondering about, or we've got a sense that I love this idea that you're just compartmentalizing this in an easy to understand, simple, basic way that can lead to more robust conversation. 
Exactly. Keep it simple. You know, and I, I, I try and uh, live to that mantra and then kind of to piggyback on your point, uh, you know, anyone can regurgitate the information. We can generate the financial statements and hit the report, you know, submit the report button in the system and generate a, a, a P&L. Um, but I think, it, you know, whether it's me or someone on my team, um, you know, they're trained and developed to look with an eye of scrutiny to take a look and try and understand it beyond, beyond the numbers to tell a story in words as to what's going on and uh, try and explain what's going on in the business. It's easy to say, you know, cash went up $10,000 or, or down $10,000. Anyone can see that. Um, but the, the better question is why? Um, you know, did we talk to anyone in the business? Did we talk to the treasury team? Uh, so we make it a collaborative process and, and work with the entire business to make sure that what we see is indicative of what's really going on in the business. I think that's really important because also uh, it can help us to know if we're sort of studying the, the, the right or the wrong or the um, uh, incomplete thing. So as you point out, hey, cash went up $10,000. Hey, that's great. Profitability plunged 70%. Why? The right. conversations become more interesting than just. Um, what can look like a big, shiny green light up there can actually be a yellow light or a red light if you don't have all of the insight available. And then um, parsed out and communicated in some sort of a, as you, as you say, keep it some kind of way by somebody who understands how to see these things for more or or for exactly what they are. That's a skill set and not all of us have it. And I think if we're not leaning on the right financial guidance and the right uh, financial functions to make that happen, uh, as you point out, we're, we're just kind of flying blind, even if we have the numbers in front of us, if we don't know what they mean, that's right. We can't do anything with it. It's like a map, but we don't know how to drive. So what? <laughs> yeah. Martin Cunningham <laughs> from ProCFO Partners. So good to uh, have you with us today. And I love the specific advice and insights that you gave us. This is going to be on the website, folks. So uh, look for the 10 steps. Uh, it's going to be really, really easy for you to reference and see what's going on. And if you're incomplete on any of these steps, uh, or this is new to you, or you've been doing this for a while, but it doesn't seem to be working out the way you need to. Let's uh, let's talk to Martin. Give us a call over here at ProSeco Partners. Martin, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Very much appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth. <laughs>